This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media. Wake up! Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm here with my good friend and sister, Sister Mary Vasco. Hello. And we are chatting in the great city of Steubenville, Ohio. And Sister Mary Vasco graciously accepted this invitation without any information. <laughs> do you want to be on the morning? Of course I do. <laughs> I've always heard about the morning show. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate your willingness. There were no questions asked. You're just like, sure. Like, Why not? Yeah. Great. We're just going <laughs> to chat. But Sister Mary Vasco, would you like to just like share just like little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Sister Mary Bosco. I guess I don't need to say the community I'm from because I'm with <laughs> Sister Ignatia. Um, Bride of Christ. I just made my final vows this past that August. That is right. Uh, yeah. So it's beautiful. It's a great gift. I am from Fort Wayne originally, daughter of Phil and Susan Davis. I have three siblings. I graduated from Franciscan University in 2020 with an elementary education degree. And now I'm back here studying more theology. And yeah, I love rainy days. That's kind of a nice <laughs> joke around the convent. I'm not allowed to pray for good weather because that means it's going to be foggy and cold and rainy all day. So I can <laughs> sit with my tea and think of memories of Jesus working in my life. And so... <laughs> Gaze out the window. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Dance in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to hear a little bit of your story. And we all have a story, but um, the, I guess even just like the phrase that was coming to mind, just, yeah, reflecting over this past like year and a half and moments in our, all of our lives that the Lord always, well, he always does. He always like changes our plans mm-hmm. and yeah, how we think everything's going to go. And he just says like, you know, that would be good. That would be good. That would be good. But <laughs> uh-huh. we're going to do it differently. And so, yeah, and, and that happened for you in a in a huge way <laughs> and like over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. If you could just share maybe with people listening, just maybe with just like a brief kind of like overview of kind of like a synopsis of your last like couple About years of life. Years? And, yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we can just kind of like unpack that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So I think, yeah, what she's referring to is like, it probably started, yeah, the spring of, shoot, what was, was it 2020? Yeah, it was 2020. It was 2020. Okay. Yeah. When the world shut down. But I was just finishing my senior year here at Franciscan. I was in student teaching with fourth grade, which they were fantastic. I loved them. Learned a lot from them. And yeah, student teaching. And when I started, half my class was gone with this mysterious respiratory infection. Half the school was gone. And so when I was there, I got sick. My doctors believe it was COVID. No one just knew enough about it yet. But student teaching, you know, it's very, um, you have to be really devoted, committed to it. You really can't miss too many days. And so even though I was kind of sick, I mean, kind of sick. <laughs> I'm very good at underplaying things. Um, she so is. I was sick. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Um, oh. I just kept teaching. And wow. Yeah. And I just like, I remember another sister probably had it and how she got better and I didn't. And mm-hmm. I started coughing a lot constantly. I remember my muscles really hurting in my side from coughing so much. Mm. Then I started to feel like crackling in my lungs and it would wake me up at night. Just hard to breathe, but I would only get the fever at night. I wouldn't get it during the day. So I thought, oh, I can go to school. I don't have a fever, you know? And so 
that went on for too long. Thankfully, my superior was very good. And finally, she just stopped and said, tell me how you're really feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, don't hold back. And then I told her, we're going to the doctor now. I'll go talk to your teacher and your education Mm -hmm. director and tell them what's going on. And so we went to the doctor and I didn't have pneumonia or the flu or anything, but he said, (laughs) yeah, you have to take a whole week off at least of school and not do anything. And so it was during that week that the world shut down. <laughs> um, so, which wow. was like good because then I could rest a little bit, but then I, get, I didn't get to see all my yeah. students again, which was a little hard. I got to say goodbye to some, got to help them pack up at mm-hmm. the end. But so then we went back to the mother house. I had some antibiotics try and help with the crackling and stuff. And over the summer, I got a little better. My breathing returned mostly to normal. I still had the crackling kind of in my lungs mm-hmm. going on, but I'd be fine except on like really humid days. My breath would just catch. I would go to breathe and sometimes it wouldn't happen. Um, And just simple movements would sometimes cause a lot of chest pain. But I thought, you know, that's fine. I've been resting for a couple months. I can teach, you know, Uh probably. So especially because we were taking so many precautions in the schools because at that time we knew what COVID was then. So then I went back to my first teaching assignment in Lafayette. And so I had fourth graders again. And they were very, yeah, beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Loved, yeah, same thing, learning from them, their creativity, their devotion, and just excitement to be together after having been yeah. not around people for so long since midway through the past semester. But about two weeks into the teaching, I felt the symptoms coming back. So then I just thought, oh, it's just a traumatic response from being in the classroom. I'll just work through it and it'll be gone once my mm. body realizes it's fine. You know, <laughs> there's nothing here. <laughs> Oh, um, just tell yourself you don't need yeah, to don't need to um, worry about it. Mm. Uh huh. So then, yeah, I just kept going, and I think just to like kind of wrap it up in a nutshell, a lot of it was hidden, which is what makes it hard. There weren't too many physical uh, manifestations of it. Yeah. Um, but in about three or four weeks, I lost thirty pounds. Oh. I had trouble falling asleep at night and waking up because mm. my body, I think, had gone into like survivor mode of like. If you fall asleep, you're not sure you're going to get up. Same thing, trouble breathing, but it wasn't so much like, oh, go up the stairs and you're out of breath. It was like sometimes I would go to breathe and literally nothing would happen. And then like I remember almost passing out once wow. in front of the classroom, but then it came back. <laughs> so, and you, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. And mm. so I thought, I'll just keep going. But then it got harder and harder because yeah. it just hurt so much to talk and to breathe. Even though I had stuff I wanted to share with the sisters about my day, it just really hurt to talk. Yeah. And so I, you know, just kind of stop talking, stop laughing. It's amazing how much laughter helps your emotions and yeah. stuff. And finally, I realized, I think my other sisters, God bless God, God bless community. They knew kind of what was going on, some of them, and yeah. said, you should see a doctor. And then I did communicate with my provincial and wrote everything down. Yeah. Um, I do better being accurate, I think, mm-hmm. by writing things rather than telling people stuff. And so I gave her a whole list and mm. she said, you need to come back now. And mm. so. So that was, I think, part of the hard part was just being, it was so jarring both times, you know, like the first time in Steubenville. Yeah. You go home thinking you're going to be home for a week. And I was like, oh, sorry, you're never going back to your classroom again. Yeah. And then um, the second time we thought I'd stay for about a week as I was kind of transitioning out of the classroom. But then some of our other sisters got sick and we didn't know what it was. So then I was told, can you come back in like three hours? And I was like, yeah, we can do that. Wow. Which I did get to see my students that time and say goodbye. And they gave Mm -hmm. me nice gifts and notes and Mm -hmm. things, which was really sweet. But yeah, then I went back to the mother house and was there for a whole year healing, making, trying to make sense of what is God doing in my life Um, and working through acceptance and surrender and finding joy in it. And 
the way God wants it, I guess. Um, but yeah, God changing your plans not the way you <laughs> wanted him to. But I liked what you said, how it's good. God says like, this is good. But we're going to do it a different way. Yeah. So it's not like he completely takes everything away. He just wants to do it differently than you had in mind. But that's some of the background. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, like your desires aren't bad or like no yeah especially like your your gift for teaching Mm -hmm. and to be with your students yeah what was that like when the realization of like I have to like even like the second time like I have to give that up I think the second time you know I just felt bad for the kids more than anything you know because that has to be hard especially because it was like I'd be gone for a day okay you're gonna come back and I come back for a day then I'd be gone again Mm -hmm. and it was like that for a good two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And they never, I think, knew when they came, is it going to be Sister Mary Boss or is it going to be Sister Mary John? And I really felt bad about that. And then to have me then just be gone. Mm-hmm. So I was glad I got to say goodbye that way. I wasn't like, she just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> was where she went. Aww. So like the second time around, I thought a lot of them, of the kids. And then, yeah, back at the mother house, I remember one thought kept coming back was like, God, I thought this is what you wanted. Did mm. you not want it? Um, mm. I gave everything for this because it was a trust. I love teaching, but I wasn't sure if it was for me or not. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was definitely, yeah, trusting God. Okay, teaching, we're going to go with this. And then to have it taken away was like, yeah. I thought that's what you wanted, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, God doesn't want what we do. He wants us ourselves, mm. you know. And he wanted to change things in my heart maybe and or have me offer this time up for maybe somebody else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Won't know until heaven probably. <laughs> but one thing that was neat to experience was like everything felt like it was changing my health. Because I'm still not definitely where I was. I still struggle with, a lot with fatigue and breathing. Mm-hmm. I can't do a lot of things I used to do. But even though everything feels like it's changing, like everything isn't. Like the mm-hmm. things that are most important aren't changing. So I think this time has helped me to really focus on that. Like okay, my apostolate changed, how I relaxed changed, you know, how I praise God changed, you mm-hmm. know, because I couldn't sing. I love to sing. Mm-hmm. And so, but then knowing that Jesus didn't change, you know, my sisters didn't change, mm-hmm. my family didn't change. I'm changing, but my essence didn't change, you know. <laughs> um, so how I express my essence changes, I guess. But, and that was beautiful. Like everything changes, but not really, you know. Mm-hmm. I get that sometimes, or either I think some people think it consciously or or subconsciously that like what if God is showing me something that's good and then what if he takes it away or what if he changes Mm -hmm. or what if he's not as good as I think he is Mm -hmm. and I think that might be the perception of some people and especially if something like this happens in their life or somebody close to them they're thinking oh see he's not he's not he's not who he says he is Mm -hmm. or like yeah what might you share with somebody yeah that's hard yeah (laughs) no (laughs) Because God is such a mystery. Yeah, you know. Mm. But he's a person. So I guess if you're struggling with that, of course, you might not want to go to him. <laughs> like, you go talk to him. I don't want like, to talk to you right now. <laughs> Look what you did. It takes a lot of trust. I mean, what would trust be if we knew everything that was going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And if we could organize everything. I feel like it takes a lot of trust to know that what God is giving you is what you need. Yeah. And it looks different for everybody. Like. I feel bad like for people who go through such tough times and they feel a lot of spiritual desolation during that. Mm. Like God's not around. Where for me, one of my greatest blessings and gifts this past year is God has never really let me feel that, which has been very unusual. 
to not feel so much desolation in prayer, but feeling his presence there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the moment it started too, and it's been like a solid year and a half. Not to say that my emotions definitely didn't take yeah. falls. And there are really tough times when, yeah, it's hard just to get up and go to prayers, you know, yeah. and everything is a choice. And it's not so much I feel like doing this today, but it's like, I know this is right. I know mm. this is good. I'm going to do it. But for people, did God change? Yeah, you know, God is so deep. And I guess for me, it seemed like an invitation to go deeper with him. Like I'm thinking of, especially like literally the hours, sometimes it could really be thrown in your face, you know, when you pray things like, I will sing to the Lord a new song or I'll praise my God day and night with a song ever on my lips. And I'm like, well, there's no song right now. There's at least no (laughs) physical one. There's no voice, you know, what's that mean? So then it's like, well, what can song mean? What does it mean for me now? What Mm -hmm. song does he want me to offer him that might be silent, you know, and hidden? Wow. And so I think when it feels like God is changing or how could he do that, it's an invitation where he's just drawing us Mm -hmm. into deeper understanding of him. Doesn't mean it's going to be happy, you know? Yeah. Um, It can be very painful, but I mean, I don't think you can approach Jesus on the cross without experiencing pain. Mm -hmm. And in that way, it becomes very intimate in some ways that you get to be invited deeper into that Mm -hmm. moment with him. But yeah, I don't know. That is a tough question. I think it's important to know it doesn't happen overnight. Oh yeah, God changes. I get it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. fine. It's good to acknowledge it's hard. Um, And that's going to take time to, because it's relationship. You know, God's a human. He's a person. He's God, the God man. Mm -hmm. So like any relationship, there's, I think, back and forth. And he's very patient and gentle. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't mind us, you know, just... (laughs) <laughs> expressing our thoughts with him sometimes very angrily or confusingly. Yeah. And it's okay to be angry with God because he meets us where we're at and he'll gently lead us along the way. But it's good not to give up on hope. I think that's the important thing. And hope's not an emotion, I think. That's very important to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always light, even though it's hard to see behind the clouds sometimes. Yeah. But <laughs> I hear sometimes that like some people might even get disappointed in themselves. Like yeah. I think that like, yeah, that mental ascent to God's will comes quickly or like we know mm-hmm. like, okay, this must be God's will. It's the best thing for me. Therefore mm-hmm. I accept it. I'm going to do it. But then there's the whole like human side of it, of like those emotions that you're talking about. And then I think some people take the presence of the negative quote, negative emotions. I'm not accepting it correctly or I'm not doing it right. Or I'm doing something wrong. If I did something right, it wouldn't be this hard or it wouldn't be this mm-hmm. way. I don't know. I mean, that that is like a day-to-day mm-hmm. and like a patient struggle too. But I don't know if you have any experience yeah. of that or like what you kind of mm-hmm. learned. I do. Yeah. I think that was my, a lot of my struggle this past summer or like not really, I mean, it's like a good struggle. It's not like bad. It's like, yeah, you're fighting with something. It's good to wrestle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, who is this Mary Bosco? without all these other things you know who is she really so i forgot to say i got covid a second time <laughs> after I my home visit after final vows that, but it went yeah. a lot better that time because i could just go back to the mother house okay. and be quarantined for I 10 days i got mad for you <laughs> like, <laughs> like really of jesus all people yeah. yeah like of everyone <laughs> to just buzz it, like, but to you everyone. know it was like a second retreat <laughs> in some ways because i could sleep that time you know <laughs> it was hard to think but um <laughs> during that time it's gonna be weird, weird but I, I was like captivated by i had a disney plus account so yeah i watched marvel's loki twice on the really? series yeah and i just That's, like there's okay. something here and i was like what is this I, it hit me 
And so I watched it a few times to try and pray with it. What's God trying to say? And I watched yeah, an interview with Tom Hiddleston and he was saying how the series is fascinating because the character Loki is wrenched out of his time zone, out of everything he knows. He's gone from his family. Mm-hmm. His clothes change. His powers are gone. So it's like Loki has been ripped, you know, of everything yeah. and he's in this new circumstance. And that's kind of the theme of the show is what makes Loki a Loki. Even though it has those other weird things with time travel and different time zones. And I was like, oh, that's kind of what I've been thinking about praying with this past year is what makes Sister Mary Bosco. Yeah. Sister Mary Bosco. I was trying Mm. to think of like a scriptural reference to go with that too. I was thinking like Moses too, like after he killed the Egyptian and went into the desert, you know. Yeah. He left his family, no longer a prince of Egypt. He's just wandering in the desert no family and that's when god called them though like he called them by name yeah his essence your name is your essence yeah um, and god does that to us during these times he calls us by name in our deepest essence not to say that things you do aren't important like singing or writing or going mm-hmm. for walks because those are expressions of mm-hmm. how you love and how you praise god but if they're taken away yeah who are you and like who are you really yeah, and it's like, I'm a daughter of God. I'm the bride of Christ. I love that you like catch words. What are your mission words? I remember our directress mm-hmm. had us like write a mission statement. It's like, what are words that get you excited, you know? Yeah. So my words, some of them are like adventure. Or like, I love the interplay of light and darkness, hiddenness. And like, okay, what does that look like during these times? What mm-hmm. is adventure during the sickness? And not when I'm out planning, you know, what's my classroom going to look like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like running around campus and stuff. But those things don't go away, you know, and Jesus doesn't go away and you don't go away. (laughs) So I guess, yeah, Yeah. when you feel disappointed in yourself, like what's going on, it's okay to feel that, I think, but don't stay there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Giving, giving yourself a break. I mean, Mm -hmm. acknowledging when something's just hard. Uh And sometimes it's hard for us to see it. Like that's what's beautiful about having someone around you who sees it, Mm. like community and like your family, I guess, if you're really sick. Sometimes they can see, yeah, oh, sorry, I just remembering something. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> you know, looks so really this, cute. I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, this past summer, yeah, I was struggling with that. Oh, is this Mary Bosco? What is she? I don't even know mm. anymore. Mm. And the word gallant kept coming to my mind, especially when I would pray the Stations of the Cross. For some reason, gallant. And so mm. I told my classmate, Sister Mary Gustin, that. And I told her, I think I'm going to go look it up in the dictionary. I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, I want to come with you. <laughs> you know, very <laughs> excitable and, so, and joyful. And so, yeah, we went together to the library and I was reading it out loud. And it was beautiful because she stopped me and said, Sister Mary Bosco, don't you know that's you? Mm. and yeah and that meant so much to me because I was like I didn't think that at all you know mm. and it was neat to be reminded of that like yeah. oh and so I think when you are in a place like this it's good to share with others and to be open to it because sometimes mm. you don't want to hear it but let them love you and mm. let God love you through them which can be hard because you you know want to be independent and do things yourself you know so yeah um yeah. but let God love you yeah and that can be through your sisters and brothers and such yeah, yeah especially when you feel so so not yourself. And yes, like, very much. Together. Mm-hmm. I think that's important when you were yeah, going through that whole, like the Lord definitely leading you somewhere where you were finding out again who you are. Mm-hmm. I think that can be probably a very scary place for, for young people right now. If something mm-hmm. life-altering or tragic happens and that question comes automatically, yeah. like I think we need to ask it of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe being even being thankful for that moment of like when yeah. 
when you're really looking straight in the face, like, okay, who, who am I without Mm -hmm. all of these things that I thought were me? Yeah. And to think about it, not just when you get sick or sick, but it's a good (laughs) reminder, like, oh, I should think about this more often. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm, I'm getting Uh pretty like, I don't know if pricked is the right way, but like, yeah, I need to ask that and like Mm -hmm. have the Lord answer that to me. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think once we ask that of ourselves, it might be easier than to see others too, who they are. Like one of my favorite things so far this past month or so, even this whole past year, but like seeing people around me as like an expression of God, the father. I love that. I forget who said that. I don't know where I read it, how everyone is a specific expression. Like I wouldn't know God, the father, as much as I didn't know sister Ignatia. Mm -hmm. Um, we all reveal his love in a unique way. And it kind of hit me that day. Like, I think about that of others. I was like, oh, wait, I'm an expression. Of God of too, you know? and it was just kind of like, whoa, I just want to sit here and think and not study church history right now. So, but yeah, yeah. What were some of the, I don't know, blessings that like came like directly through like these circumstances? You're like, oh, because this happened, then I received something just like unexpected or yeah, where you notice like the Lord saying like, maybe he didn't reveal everything to you, but he said like, Oh, here, see, I'm going to, I had that? this plan for you or I had this for you. Or One was definitely experiencing the love of my sisters, sister Helen in particular. I was her buddy during Christmas, which was beautiful. <laughs> her buddy. Oh, yeah. I, I have, I'm sorry. Yes. For those out there, oh, yeah, I would yeah, help her <laughs> decorate the Christmas trees at that point. Everything was decorated, but I would help her at that time. I was putting things away with her in the boxes and organizing yeah. things. And she was just so watchful, you know, and attentive, mm-hmm. um, making mm-hmm. sure I didn't overdo myself or try her best to make sure I didn't overdo myself. Mm-hmm. And that meant a lot to me and seeing how ready she was to help me and stuff mm-hmm. and even though she's a farmer's daughter and like 80 <laughs> something <laughs> like but she was so loving and that meant a lot to me and experiencing like the love of the church was incredible because i mean a lot of people knew i was sick and then my parents would tell their friends my dad has like a exodus 90 and yeah they would tell me yeah we told our group and they always ask about you and they're praying for you every wow. week and i would receive letters sometimes from people i didn't know wow. um, who were praying for me my students mm-hmm. i had and that was neat to mm. experience that on such a grand level that people who didn't know me, yeah, were praying for my healing and mm-hmm. stuff. And that was beautiful to feel the church's love in that mm-hmm. way, in that hidden way, which was neat. Mm. I'm also curious, like yeah. you mentioned, and it makes sense, like, yeah, even the ways you relaxed changed. Yeah. So what are some of those ways now mm-hmm. that you're able to... Or, yeah, yeah it's, relax or, like, it's still an exploration in some yeah. ways, especially now that I'm in a new apostolate. But I remember when I first was at the mother house, I would actually write down things I could do to relax because I would just forget (laughs) to do them (laughs) and just, you know, pray, but sometimes get an emotional, you know, roller coaster. But Mm -hmm. so at the mother house, sketching Mm -hmm. with quiet music, sleeping, actually. Yeah. Just realizing it's okay to sleep. It's okay to rest right now because your body really, really, really needs it. So sleep with like quiet music on was nice. Doing spontaneous things was very helpful for me Mm. just to kind of get out of the rhythm of always thinking about being sick or what God was doing, which is beautiful to think about what God's doing. But I remember one night, yeah, we had like fried chicken for supper or something. So I took a few pieces up to my room and like made a small picnic while I was listening to like an audiobook of Anna Green Gables and I worked on a craft and that was fun because that's not something I always do, but (laughs) um, trying to find little spontaneous things to do to kind of, yeah, um, Mm -hmm. keep things alive a bit. Yeah, right now I'm trying to figure out, I normally would walk back to 
this convent from class. Um, mm-hmm. And that would, a lot of times would be my kind of processing time. I love to think. Yeah. And I do my best thinking normally when I'm walking and listening to music, but I can't walk up and down the hill right now. So, right. and I can't do too many walks. Um, otherwise, I'm exhausted during the day and can't do my schoolwork. So, I'm mm-hmm. kind of exploring that. So it's almost, it's neat to kind of approach it. Sometimes, you know, you kind of get like, oh, I can't do that anymore. But Mm. to approach it more as like a way of discovery and just newness, like, oh yeah, God wants to reveal another way to do this to me. And what Mm. is it? And it's good to ask him. I always forget to ask him, what do you, how do you want me to do this? He's good. He tells you, he lets you know. And sometimes it's very unexpected, but it's for your good. So, yeah. Thanks for like, for sharing. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, it's not something that, I'm sure you've, we all have things that we go through that other people can't quite understand. Yeah. Which is kind of neat and beautiful at the same time, I guess, like, because it can be similar to other people's, but just because everybody is unique and their own person, everyone experiences it differently. And I think that's kind of cool. But sometimes it's hard when you wish other people could understand more, but at the same time, Jesus really is the only one who truly knows that that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Let's spin things on their head. Like actually that's mm-hmm. a pretty, yeah, beautiful thing that like something that's in going on in your heart. Like Jesus is the only one that like He's the knows only one that. that really, really right. knows. There are people that walk with you and help guide you in that. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately he and you. So yeah. Yeah. Sister, would you mind closing us with a prayer? Sure. Okay. Love to. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ, your son, for him coming in incarnation and turning all our ordinary days and events and circumstances into sacramentals that draw us closer to you. Help us remember that everything we experience bring us closer to you, whether they be kind of more sacramentals of mercy, of trust, of light or of waiting in the nighttime and thinking of the light. May he help us always to follow you step by step and to see your light radiating in our hearts and to feel his warmth and to trust that it's there even when we don't feel it. May our blessed mother guide us closer to her son and help us to trust that All the little things we do are infinitely the most important. May St. Joseph help us to be faithful, as Jesus is always faithful. We make this prayer as we praise the Trinity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Marie Yeah, thank you for asking. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I hope you like Religious Life as much as I do. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, contact us at our website, ssfpa.org. He leads, I follow. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.